and uh, Casimir sort of looks over at you and says, um, I apologize, Weller. I didn't have much time to do that another way. Because <laughs> you're you're just like ankle deep in bone it's fragments. Who's, who's injured? Is anybody down? Somebody's down, right? Uh, yeah. Little Weller's, little Weller's very down uh, at the moment. Alec is hurt uh, it's, it's a pretty bad, fight. right? Out of combat, right? I get up and just True. like, oh, ow. Okay, I, I go over, okay, um, I go over to Alec first. Um, first round of casting. Here, have a... Um, actually, um, I didn't use that many spells this time. I'm going to just do a mass healing word. <laughs> it is true that it's Broom is lying by it, Nordvolf. So technically, <laughs> you could... If you had a big dustpan, you could just, uh, you could just sweep, sweep right all this up. up. Yes. I kind of um, like how I kill like this idea more, to be quite honest. Okay, a bomb yes. To blow up the bones. Yep. We'll start with a mass healing word. Uh, yeah. For everybody. So six people. I think I get everyone, right? But myself. Uh, anybody needs it. Yes, I believe that's right. Um, that's not right. It should not. It should be... Oh, my ability modifier. Yeah, so everybody can take six of that um, just because there's six to start. Does that bring Little Weller back up, or is Little Weller still he, down? He, he, he'll, he's, he'll heal on his own. Yeah, he'll he'll be back okay. very shortly. That, okay, cool. that speeds it up a bit. He'll be back. All right, Great. I heal three. And then I'll give you some of my class resource. You can take ten more out of my special druid healing power stuff. I don't know what we're up against, so I don't want to drain myself too soon. Okay, um, so everyone got how much back, and I... Everybody got six, and then I gave um, okay. Olic another ten. Okay. Yeah, so it's half that. Uh, right, so... So, and Olic got... Uh, so basically got sixteen, so eight is what you got out of that, Olic. Yep. So and, forty-one. yeah, you would notice that as well. That's something weird dot... Uh, Agatha is that the healing uh, is not effective. It doesn't seem to work as well as it should for, for such injuries. And you said well, you said six on the mass heal, right? Uh, for everybody, everybody got six. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Weller is back up to thirty-three. Um, I would say we've got um, another. Yeah. I don't have two hours any... and twenty-five minutes, roughly, Genly. And Mason, you were not hurt, injured, so but yeah. because of this fight, I'm going to hold on to my right for a little while, so I'm still at 71. Okay. Okay. Um, does everybody... I'm guessing that was helpful. When I noticed that it doesn't heal Olic, um, I don't make it known, or... I mean, it's Agatha, right? Um, she doesn't even have her veil up yet, so she just kind of walks over and tries to heal you, and I simply whisper, um, is there something wrong? Just, uh, just got slammed by a giant burn, that's all. No, I saw that happen, I'm aware. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> the healing. Yeah, uh, I don't know, can't really, just doesn't work as well on me anymore. How long has this been going on? Uh, since Kresk. How do you heal now? Kresk was quite a long time ago. Do you heal up naturally, or is there some other... Well, you saw it, didn't you? 
I see. That's all she needed. That was like the pu- the two the puzzle piece just went. Okay. I see. Sleep well, Genley. Um. Hey, Genley. Weekly Jenga. Uh, I'm gonna peek around the corner since you notice where I am and just say, don't have Valley. It was Valley Four, by the way, because I'd already been up on don't three Ravens. <laughs> yeah, so now it's gonna be Valley Five. Uh, what's around the corner? Just to Valley have- Four. So let me describe this place that you're in too, by the way. Um, so you are the walls and ceiling of this great hall that you were in are coated in amber, all of it, which glistens like fresh honey, and there is dust and now, of course, a lot of bone uh, covering <clears throat> the black marble theme. floor. And to the north, the hall has collapsed, leaving a wall of rubble. There are many amber doors uh, leading from this hall. Um, there is one that you can see here. There is one that you can see here. There's those one that you doors. can okay, see Okay, I was going to ask. Here. They match yep. the door we just came through? All doors. Yeah, they look very much like those, yes. Yep. Um, and then over here, there is this sort of a strange... You can see what looks like... Um, a hall beyond it. Um, in fact, this looks like maybe the lower level, uh, Django, of the hall that you were in before, you know, with the mm-hmm. big stat and all that stuff. But the thing I wanted to mention is uh, you can see sort of there's an amber glaze um, that are on the walls here. But as you look, the, the you, this something's, you, something's weird about it. You can't really tell from your vantage point. Um, but you can see uh, your reflection here, sort of in the wall, the amber on the wall, but something weird about it, and you can't tell until you were to get a little bit closer, but the reflection doesn't look quite right somehow. Okay, well, I'm not going to do that just yet. Um, what I do want to do is check out enough, is the amber on both sides of the corridor? Yes. Okay. All right. Step back. Anybody I- want to take a look at what's in these doors? <clears throat> I have a feeling I know what's in Mm -hmm. them. Hello, nerdy vampire. The door we came through, we didn't, like, destroy it. We can close it again. Uh, That actually... So you did... You pretty much destroyed it when Calyx ran through it. Also, hi, Dragonspear. Thank you for the resub, and welcome, everybody. Um, Yeah, he broke through it. Um, And Calyx sort of brushing himself off as, that's the only way to deal with whatever that was. (laughs) I believe there was a door, my friend. Ah, I, I meant after that. But yes, that too. Well, you dealt with both. Okay. You did well, Calyx. Are yeah. these sealed over Thank the way you. the last one was? Uh, so this one, oh, let me. This one is. Okay. These two up here are not. Is not. Are not. <laughs> are not. I can I can use English. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have some I have some familiarity with it. Them um, two ain't. These <laughs> ain't not done things. Um, but this one is covered over the way that this one down here was. Doors not be not great. <laughs> and Casimir comes out and looks at them at the door. Which door? He looks at this one. Well, I mean, just because you know. Mm-hmm. So two are open and two are not. The. There's only um, three doors in the court. Only oh, no, the one we came just came from. Very open. We found out last time how many of these we are actually in here. Um, like a total number. I don't remember if there was a total number, but I think that what they told I you. I thought was one just, of the voices told us how many. It was like twenty. A, a number more, yeah. Like they they kept referring to how many, and it was at least something. I think you said at least, you know, somewhere <clears throat> around twenty is a good guess. Three, six, nine, twelve. 
Uh, well, uh, Agatha will go to, you know, Agatha likes to open doors. Let's go to this one. Okay. <laughs> you said it, it doesn't have the, uh, the amber covering. Correct. Okay. Yes. Agatha, the door opener. Yes, the great door opener. Um, I will kind of eke that one open to see if it is a, a match to this room that we have. And I'm standing across from her with my bow drawn, okay. just in case. Just in case. Um, as it turns out, this doesn't look quite the same. Oh. A white marble bed stands in the center of this bare stone room, its mattress long since rotted away. There are golden hawks which perch atop the bed's corner posts. The room's remaining furnishings have been reduced to dust-covered heaps, and cobwebs cover arcane sigils which are carved into the walls. Okay. This is the worst Airbnb ever! <laughs> um, I close that door, and I go to this, the next door. <laughs> the pet is a mimic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the rest. next open door. And thank you for the follow-up, really crazy. To pet. see if it's identical. <clears throat> Okay, it's the, the one to the north of that, you mean? Yes, the other opened one, yes. Okay. Yeah, pretty pretty much shadowing her, just like you see. Same. Her. Just like nope. Agatha's, and she's gingerly strolling, too. Don't think that she's in any hurry. When you open this door... Um, ah, Magoskis! Oh, you, sorry. You, you do not see him. Sorry. The furnishings of this spare stone room have succumbed to decrepitude. like that sentence. Standing in the center of the room, its head scraping the ten-foot-high ceiling, is a vaguely man-shaped construct made of dark wood and riveted iron. Its helmed head stares blindly in your direction. Cobwebs stretch from this terrible artifice to the wrecked furniture that surrounds it. It is, however, at least apparently, motionless. And in fact, I think... I might even be able to give you a... Can I roll a stealth on that? ...picture of this. I'm sorry? I'm going to roll... I, I, I'm going to... When I see it, I generally close the door, and I'd like to do it very quietly, please. Uh, okay. You can do that. After you obviously give us the image Yeah, here's the, here's the picture, and, and you've actually seen something that looks a little bit like, or you've heard of things like this before. Um, actually, you might not have heard of this, but probably... Well... I would say anyone not native to Barovia might have seen something like this. So not Django not or native. Agatha. Can we do and that is... So I would? Yes. I think you would have heard of something like this. Not from your mm. from your time in the Sword Coast, probably. Can I... That's what do it I need like. to do a roll on it? Like a history or a... No, you don't really need that. You can... This, this thing looks very much like what is often used... Um, it was often called something like a shield guardian, but it was often used as protection, oftenly, often, uh, oftenly, often for a wizard. I was, trying to say, I, I was trying to say wizardly and often together. Um, as a wizardly protection, often wizards would use these things to protect various, like, treasure vaults, you know, personal security, that kind of thing. But this thing often is motionless and wizards. not moving, obviously. Does it, does it have the name? TikTok etched in the back of its No. Oh. Oh. Too soon. <laughs> no, it does not. It does not have TikTok. That would have been a hilarious guest uh, appearance, though. <laughs> yeah. And here he is. He was, oh. yeah, he was obliterated in the other world, but somehow was reconstituted in. The mists. The mists. A yeah. bot guard. You combine no, words all he, the time. He wasn't obliterated. He was, he was ultimately shot down, but remember, we put him on the boat. Right. And then. Uh, not Taman. Um, Fifely uh, turned into a dolphin and grabbed the, the rope and towed the boat out to sea because he wanted to be. Yep. And then the loot gnome was uh, playing music as he watched it go by. Yep. I thought he. I thought. Okay. I don't remember. 
It was three. He was crushed years ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen one of those. I already read about them. I haven't seen one of those here. Wonder who. I know the perps was the. If I remember correctly, didn't wizards used to live here or something? True. Yes. Casimir <laughs> says, "This was their home." Yes. Oh. Apparently, <laughs> hold they on. Were... Let me run down the hallway. Yeah, I yes, know. I'm like, Wait a minute. Here. <laughs> Not that far. Yeah. Um. Then maybe this is left from before, and I, I'm, I'm just gonna like slowly close the door and leave it alone. Okay. Unless you feel necessity, I do not believe we should. Hmm. Dangerous. Yes, sir. Kind of Casimir, like a question. do you remember no. where it draws its power from? Does it exist only by the witch or sorcerer that controls it? He says, usually, as in legend anyway, it is said that these things could be controlled by devices of some kind. But I am not familiar with these from Barovia. This is not something I have seen in this land before. It's not inherently Barovian, I imagine. It's much more of the Sword Coast. And he looks and he, he smiles and he says, As you know, Barovians, Barovia itself is a crossroads for other worlds, and many are found here that had not intended it. Sorry, you go ahead. You should know no. full well I understand that concept implicitly. Uh, sorry, Alec, you were saying? If we get that working on our side be a very good, very powerful ally. It could be, yes, it could be a great <clears throat> asset. No, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, I don't think any of us have the, no offense, I'm not sure that any of us, let alone you, Casimir, have enough magical essence with which to power such a being. And he shakes his head, he says, I certainly do not. And as I recall, there were specific devices tuned to this particular construction so my magical ability or any of us would not have any power over it it is possible that whatever device controlled it or powered it might be found here but it is also possible that that too has been lost to the ravages of time i am glad that it is not however still acting as guardian to whatever it once protected so we're assuming it's dormant well, it's not moving, and there's cobwebs on it. Just saying. Do you want me to go in and check? No. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, I think we should just leave it. I don't disagree. The Agatha gingerly walks down to this door, the locked one, or the covered one. Right. Um. Work continues. Well, so, I think it's all business right now. That's obvious. She's all business. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, this thing, again, is indeed glazed with amber like the one below. Um, and uh, as you're sort of, sort of staring at it, um, you can see that there is a handle of some kind... Um, that's sort of like some strange substance that you're not totally aware, not amber, that is okay. um, sort of sticking out of the amber, which you could grab if you wanted. Oh, grab? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> uh, 
I kind of looks to all of them. Uh, I'm. Mm, we may not have known. We, based on the destruction of the last door we came through, we can't tell if it was the same. Like it was set up the same. Right. You do remember that um, since we played last month. Just as a reminder, that you had heard. Uh, these creatures, the witches that you fought, or whatever it is, the witch, whatever you fought, um, was they were speaking like different words and phrases as if they were trying to find some password or key to get into the room. And then eventually Calix just, you know, broke through it, you know, in his inimitable fashion. Um, so, but there was a password that they could not find to try to get through. Um, and Calix, as he comes up behind you and you're looking and he says, um, I could open that or try. Um, yes. And I have no doubt that you would be successful. All right, then. But he backs wait, up. wait. I, I, put, I step <laughs> in front of him and I go, more. but wait. Like, okay. Wait. <laughs> Sometimes, Kallik, uh when you destroy the door, it also can no longer protect what is in it. Why do you need and to I gesture to th- You just open it. I gesture down the hallway. These items, they are powerful. And though... We are here and aim to do no harm. That may not be the truth for later. Mm. And he kind of considers, he says, Now someone can come behind us and gain access, or can put their hands on it. I try to put it in kind of layman terms to yeah. explain to him. You can see that he's doing, like, it sounds like he's doing some version of advanced calculus. He's like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he says, Hmm. You speak. With wisdom, I think. I try. <laughs> I All right. Kind of <laughs> I will listen. I will listen to you, one who was grandmother. And he sort of, you could tell that he's still a little weirded Please out by that. you. He's just like. <laughs> so, the witches could not get in from the outside, and they were speaking a a, a, a phrase, a word, though were unsuccessful, obviously. Just and gonna put it out there. Open. <laughs> it does not open. Um, and Casimir, Casimir says, um, "It is possible that what we are looking for are names. Many of the dark powers themselves had names of one kind or another, and they were often focused on themselves." It is possible that we could get through these by naming those dark powers. The problem is that there are many of them, and most of the names are forgotten to time. There may be places elsewhere here to discover those names, or I could try the ones that I know, but I know only a few. I kind of looked at the rest of the group. Since it's locked right now, it's probably better to leave it locked. And let's just keep searching. At this point, what is it that we are searching for? If Strahd has taken powers from any of these, it will be helpful to know which ones. I don't really want to spend hours here trying to open one door by saying words. And agreed. I, you know, uh, I actually look at you and go, agreed. <laughs> I, I did want to mention, by the way, just mechanically, that... Um, you are able to, I mean, Calix was able to do it. You can try to break open the door um, or see if there's a way to, you could try to 
you know, look at it magically, see if it's possible yeah. to dispel said magic or break through it. But I wanted to let you know that there may be other options available to you overall, which you know only because you just saw Calyx blow through that door before. Well, so. if we can try to dispel magic on it, I thought, okay. But okay. you also don't know what the effect will be, and it might it might be a bad effect too. A bad I mean, like effect, you, yeah. You don't know. Well, I could well uh, check if it's uh, magically enchanted or anything. Is he okay? Are you, are you looking, looking back down the hall where Weller is standing when you say that? Yeah, I, like, I realize Weller isn't here, like looking at Weller, Weller in the hall. Weller! Because <laughs> he's got his hand on the door handle. <laughs> like he's going to open that door. Yeah, Weller! Weller! Just a moment. And he very gently opens the door so he can see the big dude. I'm <laughs> just kidding. And it's <laughs> like right in front of him. Ah! <laughs> like, he's pushing on the door, but there's something up against it now. Yes. And then all of a sudden, like Iron Giant, it's looking back <laughs> at him through the door. Yeah. No, no you, but, see, you see what I described, and it's just standing in the middle, just motionless. Right. So Little Weller casts Detect Magic and looks in at the construct and looks around the room as best he can. Um, so there's definitely magic radiating off of this thing, um, this uh, creature, and um, would probably be uh, enchantment. Um, would be the school, but but it's but it's faint though. Um, and enchantment. Enchantment. And <laughs> See, that's what I was thinking of earlier when and, there was something else you were doing. I was like, enchantment. It was person. Anyway, sorry. Enchantment. Yes, I agree. Sorry. No, I was just saying. I I thought you were trying this door. No. Okay. Great. He's great. Way up there. Don't wake the construct. <laughs> <laughs> but Please. Little, little Weller kind of looks in and looks around and you know, sees that there's, I mean, he figures that that was going to have some magic on it, but he was looking to see. Well, I think I'm going to go take a sample. And it wakes yeah. up. Tonight in the role of Agatha, it's. Well, we just hear, well, are you trying to take a sample from it? <laughs> no. And Little Weller's like. <laughs> yes. Looks up, looks up at basically what, what Little Weller considers his fellow construct. And it's like, sorry, didn't mean to disturb you. And they close the door. <laughs> and Weller looks at the, the rubble to the north. Uh, where the wall has collapsed in to see if the newly exposed stone is also covered with amber. Uh, the answer to that is no. The stone behind it um, seems to be sort of more normal stone, but the a lot of the rubble on the ground itself is amber, so if you had to guess, you would say that a good, I mean, five to ten feet of it is amber. Mm -hmm. So. What he, what he was trying to see is what he was trying to get, surmise is does the amber continuously generate and uh so if, does if not that were the case then this would have been covered over by now right right, right. yeah it does not seem to be so back down to this thing and he's like i'm sorry what? i was talking to the construct what what did you say i just want to check if this door's got magic on it and if it's like oh magically trapped or anything like and that i don't so know if you can check for that little weller you know detect magic physicists okay uh, so everything really just he's kind of basically he's always kind of walking around with it on all the time so yes um, it is clearly magical and uh, the uh, magic that you're sensing from it is abjuration yes well, there you go 
<laughs> See as pie. So it's uh, magically trapped or sealed or something. Is it bad or good? Well, well it's abjuration, so it's probably not exquisitely wonderful, no. But it could be. Well, if you want to open it, you can. I'll just stand back a bit just to be sure, but probably not the best idea. <laughs> so, since since Weller is looking at Alec, Little Weller is fortunately facing backwards and sees Agatha do that, and Little Weller, Little Weller kind of tugs on his on Weller's hair, and Weller looks back. Oh, she says no. Um, <laughs> Don't wake it. I, I said those words out loud, right? I'm speaking common and not elf like. No, no, no. He's he's down here at this door. He's now. back down now. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, that door. Uh, yeah. Even that one, I'm still hesitant to touch it. I feel like it. If it was as easy as just touching it and opening it up, the witches would have tried that. Or the witch. Situation. Or the bony skeleton, or whatever the, bully, the, hell, whatever it was, the hell, hell it was. Yeah. That's what we had mage hand for. I get the backs up. Mage hand sounds great. <laughs> Uh, if you're <laughs> Everybody's like, who, who is not in Weller's frame of field of vision, just slowly just yeah, does only like Scooby Doo slide where they just disappear out of frame without really moving at all. Uh, right. and that includes Calix, but only Casimir does not. Uh, Casimir stays in place. Okay. And so, using his telekinesis, his low grade telekinesis, which is basically what his mage hand is, he tries to open the door. Okay. Um, so, uh, and you're just, you're just trying to open it normally, right? Like, you're just, mm -hmm. okay. For now. It is, it is not able to be opened by you. Seems to be locked somehow. Although you don't see a keyhole, so if you had to guess, you're thinking about a magical lock. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, um... That was uneventful. Great. Uh, the, the, these, these words that you know, um... How long would it take you to cycle through them? And he says, it would not take long. I simply would say the names, but I know only a few of them. Some is better than none. Do I know any things? I guess probably not. Um, I don't think Jon Snow. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I don't think you would. I think that it's possible that Django, I would allow a check. Mm -hmm. um, they... Um, the history check of some kind. Well, that was um, the guy who's gone through the dark places. Exactly. So, yeah, well, that, I mean, know. the first time yeah. we encountered you, you were looking literally at books. No. So I think it's possible that you might know some of these. You have some familiarity so with dark powers. Just a, just a smidge. Just a, just a bit so a bit. I'll allow you to make a history check here. The better history? you do, the more right. of these names you might know. All okay, right. cool. Like Schultz, you know nothing. Could be. Yeah, 14. Okay. So, I would say that on that basis, you probably would know, let us say, let us say you'd probably know about four of those, I would say, uh, yeah, four of those, um, and, uh, some of those may, may or may not overlap, Casimir, you don't know, um, no. but you know a few of these, um, and they would be some names like this, um, Shulks, um, Maverus. Uh, Harkotha. 
and Thangob. Now, you don't know also if there is a negative to, like, if you say the wrong name, is there a big explosion and, or, you know, do, do you get zapped or you, you don't know about that either. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, those are the four that you would know. Give me, give me those again real quick, Art, just so I can write them down. Sure, so... Um, Shulks? I, think, I, got I think Shulks, yeah. yep. Yeah. Maverus. Uh-huh. Um, Harkotha. Yeah. Harkotha with a K. And Thangob. Getting, I'm getting June vibes from from these. Two. Mm. <laughs> yeah, from Thangob. Got it. All right. Well, Harkotha. I mean. And Harkotha. Uh, well. Okay. Um, yeah. Of course, I wonder if my particular form of communication is even going to help with this, since I don't speak it aloud. Um, and so Casimir looks and says, um, do you know anything else that may be helpful here? Yes, absolutely he does. That's why he didn't say it. And he nods sort of slowly and, <laughs> and sort of looks around. He says, um, it is, and he kind of, you could see that he's sort of fascinated by this, this door in particular, um, and as he's looking at it and he's kind of, you can see he's almost kind of considering what, you know, different things might be, sorts of, th- you know, thinks about it a little bit. And then um, he says, I don't have the ability necessarily to dispel this, but we could blow it open or try the names that we know. It was often said that the dark powers did not play well with the others, let us say, and therefore they would not appreciate hearing other names used in their stead. So we might run through the names that we know, but it might be dangerous to do so. I have this feeling we should just bash the door open. Agatha looks around at all of them, like no matter how hard she tries. (laughs) Casimir we should be careful of... because there could be more of those skull things. It's true. There were three. So right, protecting. Yeah, and there could be more lurking around here. There I'd rather do question. this at another time. Probably so uh, I maybe I misunderstood. I thought our purpose here was to find the power of this place. Yeah, no, you're the, you. When you came here, you wanted to find these powers, so you found one set of them. One, one set, set of, of them, them, but there is another set behind here. So well, you, you don't know, but possibly it's a good guess. we're yeah. assuming. We're assuming. So what's the barbarian's name? Cor- Corvax? Corvax? Uh, no, Cassix. I'm sorry, sorry, Calix. Calix. I'm sorry. Calix. Yeah, Calix. with an X. K L. K-A-L-L-I-X, Calix. And once Agatha said, bash the door down, I just kind of nodded Calix. And he says, all right then, and he gets to back up again. Screw this crap, we've been sitting here for 10 minutes trying to figure this out, let's just go do it. And he he does so, and he waits, and then he, just as he gets the door, he's about to start, and then he looks over at you, uh, Agatha, and he says, but one who was grandmother, (laughs) you said there was danger in breaking down doors. There will be. Better me. So you can see, like the gears are whirling now, kind of in reverse. Like he's like, "What?" He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, um, it's called consequences, Calic. 
It's, I, it's it's like in Xanth when like the ogres start think too much and the fleas are jumping and yeah. on fire. Yeah. On fire. And he's just like, uh, he it says, "It's just more chances to gain glory so for yourself and your tribe." I I should break the door. The door there. Um. Uh. You wait. 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 Um. I'll cast shield on him. Okay. So that if there are flaming skulls, he gets a plus five to his AC. Okay. For being front line of attack, because we put <laughs> this poor guy is just our, our literal shield. The least I can do is to cast it again on him. So he says, um, "Very well, um, um, little man and littler man, please stand aside." And it, it takes a good forty-five minutes before Weller realizes he's no, he doesn't take that. <laughs> So a little IQs drop sharply when I'm You away. may want to get behind me, well, just in case. Or not. Well, what if it's a fireball? <laughs> if it's a fireball, it's going to fill this entire hallway. This is true. Agatha moves here. <laughs> As you say that, good point, X. Everyone exits. Yeah, here. Agatha's a practical lady. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Like, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna check here. the rubble again. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. At the mention of a fireball, little Weller disappears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> oh man. So, stares wistfully at the crumpled remains of Valley Four, a grease spot on the floor now. Yep. Okay. So, um, so he backs up. And then, uh, and he um, runs directly towards it. And then the last step literally lifts off, basically, with his shoulder forward um, and slams into the door. Or he doesn't because one of those things goes inside. Opens the door. Yeah, exactly. Ah! Into the back wall. Um, So he slams into the door and flakes of amber fall off. And the door, there's a crack down it. And he staggers back. Um, you can see like his shoulder is bleeding, and oh, he um, hurt for him. He backs up and, uh, well, door, not a worthy enemy. And he turns back and he says, "You will open." And he runs forward and, and again the crack gets even wider, and he falls back. And he, there's a terrible bruise on his shoulder. I just shoulder. realized it. And while, while while he's charging, I just realized, just in case, I'm gonna look down this corridor to see if anything comes towards us because the amount of noise that makes. Because if it's probably... echoing through. Yeah. Um, also, I want to note that as you look down that corridor, Alec, um, off of here, you can see that there's amber on the side of it, and something there's something weird about the. You can see your reflection in it, but not very well, and there's something weird about it some kind of distortion in it, but you can't see it very clearly from your position. The newt? What's up, Rock God? So, we I'm just noting that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, he backs I, up. I say, there are berries when you're done. And he <laughs> says, uh, fear not, not grandmother. Calyx will not be defeated by a door. Doors are meant to Open and he <laughs> runs directly at it and then throws himself. This again. is how he dies, you guys. And this you time <laughs> the door blows open, and as the door blows open, actually sort of really more falls over uh, more than anything else. And um, as the door uh, falls open, um, and he kind of staggers sort of forward, 
this, let me get this thing right here. Okay. Everyone's standing in, let's see. Okay. So, everyone's standing in this cube. Whoops, forget that part. Assume that was a good line. Okay, we can't see it until you let go of the mouse buttons. I yeah. did. It's, it's odd that it's not there. I don't know why it's not showing up. It's there now. Are you on the right layer? Token layer? Uh, World 20 has also been really funky today. I've been in it all day. Yeah. And it's just had like a delay on a lot of stuff. I'm I think it's refresh. a delay. There it is. Oh, there, we go. there we go. There we go. Same, yeah. told you. Okay. So, everyone within that cube, um, this black uh, sort of billowing cloud. <laughs> crawls up almost, literally feels like it's crawling up from the floor and surrounds you. And um, as this surrounds you, uh, Django, and I don't know whether, I feel really bad whether I should have uh, Mason be affected by this because because Rob was not here. So I don't know if Mason should be affected I'd by I'd say that. Rob would go in the cover at least. I'm guessing that he would probably go into the room. Yeah, it seems so, so it's just Django and uh, Casimir. Mm. Um, you no, feel Casimir. something literally almost kind of draining you, and Casimir's like, ah! Um, and uh, you were also affected by this, uh, Django, I believe. Are you affected by necrotic energy? Uh, yes, I okay. am. You take, as you, you feel terribly drained by this, you take mm -hmm. 30 points of necrotic uh, damage. Wow. Um, and Casimir does too, as does Calix. And Calix, um, you know, like he's just in, can I in Can I do something? Is there pain. anything that I can do? The cloud sort of appears and then quickly dissipates. Ah, okay. I was going to cast that was the a, wind, but that's Was that good. kind of a poison thing or something else? No, it seemed no, it didn't okay. seem like that. It okay. seemed to come okay. from the... It was triggered well, upon the breaking of the door. Immediately, and it to, yeah. I go about with another mass healing word on all of them. Brilliant. Five. Okay. I'll, I'll just go to Calyx. I'll take it. Okay. No, yeah, I'll go to Calyx. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll lay on hands. So how much damage did he take? 30. Uh, he took 30. <laughs> all right. I'll he's, do... And he's got um, five back now because of... Um, I'll do 15 on Calyx. I'll go over to Casimir. Play on hands. Who is just kind of like a hand on his, like, you know, kind of hunched over cure, a little bit. Cure, yeah, I, I run over. Uh, I'll do a cure wound <gasps> for him. Oh, God, I'm just not rolling well. Um, I was a D8. Give me a break. And he looks up. And, it's over half. Oh, man. Thank you. And he nods sort of slowly as the effect dissipates, and he says, Apparently these rooms do not wish to give up their secrets. And Calix said. says, uh, The door was angry. <laughs> okay, so I will give I will give um, Casimir another five from my personal natural healing power, and as promised, I promised him berries. Okay, so, so I will so make five good to Calyx first. You said are five to Calyx first. Berries? Okay. No, they're good berries. They're great berries. They're they're well. Amazing berries. It's not a season for great berries, but it is a season it's for good berries. For great berries. <laughs> no, twenty twenty is not the season for great berries, people. No. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. 
yeah, so I, 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 I kind of make like, you know, I don't know, like 10 little, 10 berries appear. I promised him berries, so that's the least I can do. And he can, he can eat them. So, okay. so he looks uh, at them and he looks down and... That's uh, 10, that's 10 points for him if he eats all 10 of them. I usually eat more meat. Are these safe? Not grandmother. They will make you feel wonderful. And if you'll recall, you cast uh, Goodberry before you went to sleep last time, so don't use that spell slot. Oh. Yes, he already had 10 on top of that. So that's right. Will... Oh, that's right. He could... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, perfect. Good. Even better. So he um, looks at them and he kind of shrugs, and then he eats all 10, which is not normally how you do this, but he's like, oh, grandmothers. Very good. Very... Mm -hmm. Philly, hmm, um, Lord. Very, very And he kind of lets out a burp. Uh, quite yeah, a I, meal. And you remember that the uh, good berries are each enough to provide nourishment for one day. So he's like, he's like. Very uh, full right now. Full. Partially uh. constipated. I help Casimir to his feet. Um, Thank you, not grandmother, for the meal and whatever you did there. Um, and he points in and he says, but as you can see, more evil here. And you see that the room here has these amber uh, glazed walls, as usual. Mm -hmm. But the floor is a different color. This is made of what looks like blue marble instead of red marble. And there are three amber sarcophagi which are standing in alcoves. It seems we have found another collection. Nothing on these signify what might be inside them. Correct. These all look to be that the same. They look exactly like the ones in the easy. other room as well. Yep. Yeah. Nothing on the outside. Don't forget to ask their names this time. Django, um, do you need a bit more healing? Sure. I would not turn it down. <laughs> I give you a cure wounds level two. Okay. Heal eighteen. Thank you. All right. So sixty-two. All right. I am. I am better. Thank you. Yeah. All right, that is. Thank you. So each room seems to have countermeasures. This one, some kind of noxious gas. Or life necromantic. Training. Life, life training. training uh, yes. Necromantic gas. And then this other one had the flame skulls. True. The floor was red, matching that of fire. You said the floor was blue? Yes. Doesn't necessarily match. It does not. Magic. It's not black necromantic energy. Well, I'm happy to walk in. All right, begin to walk in. I do want to just quickly say uh, Prince Justin is here, and I want to congratulate Prince Justin, who has been nominated for a Hugo for Best Fan what? Writer. Um, and this is awesome because uh, awesome. Prince Justin is uh, extremely dedicated and um, and prolific uh, reviewer and reader and all that. So um, yeah, so congratulations, man! I'm I'm pulling for you. I really I want to see that so that literally everyone I know can win a Hugo, but me. That's that's basically what I'm. No, I'm just kidding. Hey 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 hey! Your life is young. Arthur. I know. I, was funny, I, I know. I already have a two-time Hugo nominee right in my game right now. I know it. So that's, that's uh, right. You know, but congratulations, uh, Prince Justin. Two 
Palooza! Congratulations, Your Majesty. <laughs> Sorry, Highness. Highness. <laughs> Your Highness. Highness. And a potentate. So. And a potentate. Okay. Um, so, um, so you do this, and so you you make your way in. Um, uh, yeah, I'll I'll, try, I'll step across on the floor. Yeah, okay. I'm following her. Nothing seems to happen. Um, Great, wonderful. Except that except this, this room has gone. been it's been a long time again since this room has been clearly disturbed by anyone. There is uh, there is uh, kind of musty air about the place. Um, but other than that, you can see more or less what I described before. Um, mm-hmm. except for the blue as opposed to the red. I assume this will be exactly the same. When we touch the amber, it will take us to this other place. Dimension. I look around. Would anybody else like to see it for themselves? And Casimir sort of steps forward and says, um, I think it would make some sense for me to go. As long as you promise not to accept the deal. And he sort of looks at you, and for a moment you get this sort of strange experience. His intense eyes kind of bore into you. Um, and uh, he, he doesn't exactly nod. He says, I will use my discretion, Agatha, but I cannot make promises for futures I cannot see. I appreciate that, but your heart, this one is personal, and therefore your best discretion is compromised. And he sort of again said, stares you down, but then you speak wisdom as usual. Yes, I will. I will keep your words in mind for the present. Does anybody want to go with Casimir? Are we pairing off or splitting up to get this done more quickly? I see not too much reason to go in there one by one. We have I, multiple people. I agree. I'm more worried about the noise that we just made. Things on in, in this plane, at least, going to probably come at us. I'll keep an eye on things. It's a good idea, Alec. Maybe um, a Calic can help you? <laughs> and Calic's Our looks, big friend. Calic is like, uh, I mean, he's, he's got like berry stain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His lips. He's certainly sort of like rubbing his, uh, you know, stomach kind of regretfully, and then uh, what? Them. What? What do you need from Calix? Um, Something to smash? You're right? Coming back no, up? No, to, to yeah, to uh, stay here and keep us safe. Alec and you are going to keep guard. And he looks. He looks back at the broken door, and he says, "I thought the the door isn't." We can. You did wonderful. You did exactly as asked. I, it made a lot of noise, though, and others may be interested in what's behind the door as well. So I should have not broken the You door? should have broken the door, but now we take next step precautions. Uh, pre- uh, Precaution. Um, we, uh, we prepare uh, pre- as if yes. the enemy is near. Oh, yeah, yes. Uh, I, I, yes, I will prepare for the enemy. Yes, no, Alec, not he's yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I start, I start, I, I kind of look towards Weller and I say, well, you know what to do. And I give him. There, there are quite a few options in that list. Is there a little Keep an eye on things here. Well, little Weller's no. at the end of the hall. He's invisible. He's watching. I'm watching. Yeah, well, I'll, I'm going to go down there too. 
Oh, alright. Alright, Calix, let's go. Alright, um, so Calix follows you out. Thank you for the resub. 28 months. Wow, Garmin1313. Thank you so much. I appreciate it very much. I haven't Oish. seen you for a little bit, so enjoy the uh, new emotes. Thank you very much, everyone, for the resubs today. And uh, excellent turnout tonight, too. Thank you, everybody. Um, Alright, uh, Calix comes up and follows you so out. So I'll order him to go to that corner and just wait around the corner. If they come around, we get them. Okay, so he starts coming up here and he kind of glances to his left and then... Uh, and he kind of, and he, like, sort of staggers back almost. And then, Alec, Alec. And he, like, pulls you to the wall. And he says, around the corner, people. <laughs> so I'll look around the corner and be like, can I see anyone else? So you see a reflection, but up closer, it does look odd. Um, very strange to you. And as you're looking sort of more directly at it, you can see that the image is not exactly mirroring your movement. Your image of yourself in the amber is waving its arms and screaming what looks like silent warnings at you, like... I'm going to... And Calix says, you see it, you see it. People. First thing we do, I'm going to immediately cast Divine Sense, see if I can detect any. Uh, pop it again. So it puts me down to two left. <laughs> Other than yourself, <laughs> you're like, you know where yeah. you are. No, um, no, not not anything beyond that um, within this 60 foot uh, range, no. Yeah, so I'm just looking at it going, what the. And he says, this is not a, not not something to spend time with. It is magic and evil. We must depart. Just, you wait here. I'll go on the other side. How about that? But the people. Just stay here. And then I'll walk across. I'm going to see if there's any kind of, any attacks that come by, anything like that. I'm just going to deflect it with my shield. Nope. As I just, get to the other corner. You just see, as you're walking across, the images looking exactly just like you, just, or the image, I should say, of you, is, like, sort of waving yeah. at you. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna think about it while keeping okay. an eye on... Okay, and he looks at you across the hall, sort of looks, looking at you, his eyes wide with fear, and we're gonna cut back down to this. Um, okay, where, who's going where? Um, to which place? I I'll go with Casimir. Uh, okay. Yeah, I trust that. I think we'll take the one to the south. We'll the two of us will do that okay, one. Okay, so you're gonna do the south one, and then Agatha, you're gonna go with. Are you going with Mason this time, or are you going with Weller, oh. or who are you going with? Who's left? We're it. Weller and Mason, and Casimir and Django. Why don't Weller and Mason go together, and Agatha will go by herself? So they pair off, and Agatha will go. Does okay. that make sense? Yes. So Weller and Mason for the. Eastern one. The Eastern so one. Assuming Weller take, wants to go. Right, north, it's up yeah. to whether Weller wants to. That's also true. I, sorry, I was moving Mason, not you, Weller. No, 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 I was moving, I was moving, I was moving Mason, sorry. How dare you, sir? Hopefully Mason wants to go. That's what I meant to move. Yeah, it's up go. to you, Weller, if you want to do that or not. Or you can watch the door, which is not a bad idea either. I have. That's, that's what Django says. I have nothing against being a 
guard at the door who may be able to reach mm. us if necessary, given his abilities. So perhaps if you are both comfortable, they do not seem to be willing to harm you. They want to give you power, but you want to accept it. So there, I do not think there's any danger from what I saw in the last room. <laughs> yes, no, the danger resides in... Getting here. <laughs> well, the attempt, thank you. Uh, thank you. And... This Barovia, it always comes with a cost. The price is too high to pay. There's mm. no temptation to me. Shall we? Um, I, um, we shall. Um, and I put a hand up, I guess we're all going to do it at the same time, because it's yeah, like, climactic hey. and story-driven. There you go. Did, Very did, nice, nice. So, I'm sorry, What was the conclusion <laughs> of that the Weller is doing it, or he's staying here to look at uh, It's up right? to him. He's staying where he is. He's okay. going to guard the door. All right, so... Oh, yeah, on three. <laughs> all right, yeah. so... Do you go on three or do you go three odds? What? Three, two, one, uh oh. The good, the good news is it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Fucking screen. So you count yeah. off and uh, then all touch the sarcophagi at the same time. I will start on the southern side and I'll work up and around. Um, now that you can see this, uh, now Mason, Rob can actually take control of his own guy. So what the... Um, sorry about that. I did... It's okay. Um, so what, what was decided was uh, Calix managed to break through the door on his third attempt, and when he did break <laughs> through it, a huge cube of necrotic <gasps> cloud energy encircled people that were outside the room, so we assumed that you would have, upon hearing there was danger, left the room, so you weren't taken as part of this. But there was a lot of damage that was done um, to um, Casimir and to Calix um, and to Django. I was nowhere near um, that room. No, here. You were... Yeah, you were. You that, that's were, what no, we're saying. We, we knew yeah. you weren't near it. We you assumed weren't you were. that. Yeah. Um, okay. We thought of maybe fireballs. So right, exactly. You'd, you'd, you'd back off just Right, in exactly. Case. So, anyway, uh, and then you went in here and found a room that looks just like this one, except that it's made of blue marble instead of red marble. And so the party ah, decided it's the that blue they period would. Room. Okay. Exactly. That they would split off and uh, that Agatha would go to the north one, uh, Casimir and Django would go to the south one. Um, if you wish, the plan was you would go to the east one, Weller would watch the door, and Calix and Alec went up to watch the big hallway. So that was the plan, but that was while you were gone. But east is usually my pleasure. It's like, you all know me so well, I don't even need to be <laughs> You here. literally stepped in the moment, we were like, three, two, one, touch it! And you're like, ha, huh, what, what are we doing, guys? Oh! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Hey, so guys, I just got... You know. So I'm going to start with the south, What's this voice in my head? which will give uh, Dot a chance to uh, get some coffee if she wants, but I'm going to start with the south and then rotate. So we will start um, with the one in the south. When Django, when you and Casimir um, touch uh, this one, um, you find yourself, um, now you've been in plains, you've been in swamps, Django, although albeit in other people's heads, um, but this is the first time that you actually find um, neither of those. You find that you are in what looks like a velvet-covered room. Um, there is a four-poster bed with uh, a draped curtain around it, um, and uh, you are sitting on an extremely comfortable red velvet bench. And Casimir kind of looks over at you. It's the Twin Peaks room. And then, <laughs> yeah. Um, the guy starts talking backwards. And there's just a little bit of, um, there's this little bit of um, sort of almost tinkling music uh, that you can hear. Um, might be sort of the sound of a lute. 
Um, and oh my then god, it's loot player. The yeah, exactly. No, not that. Definitely loot boy. Then the curtain to the four poster bed uh, that's covering it opens, and out steps this um, beautiful woman. She has long black hair, so long that it extends down to almost her knees, sort of like, but it's beautifully uh, tressed and combed and, uh, you know, behind her. She uh, is dressed in a beautiful shimmering blue dress. She, her face is really almost ageless. She um, looks to be both young and old at once and neither, uh, sort of one of these faces that it's hard to get a sense of, but very beautiful with ruby red lips and uh, dark um, brown eyes. And she steps out of this bed and walks over to you gracefully. And um, she gives you this dazzling smile um, with her uh, teeth, you know, white teeth, very white teeth. And um, she says, I'm glad that you have made your way here. It must have been a difficult journey for you. Here, rest and be comforted. And she sits down on the bench next to you, Django. Um, even from where you are, you can feel the slightest heat kind of rising from her skin. And um, she looks over at you and uh, she says, I wonder how long your travels must have taken you, for it seems that you have experienced much pain. I am sorry. Perhaps I can help you forget some of it. If you were to spend some time here with me. And Cassie kind of, you know, yeah. yeah. When, the, when she smiled, it was regular teeth. There were no fangs or anything, right? No. Okay. Casimir wants to, if he wants to. Casimir kind of leans, uh, you know, over. Because you're, you're like on one side of the bench. He leans over and then he stands and um, he says, I think you have us at a disadvantage, lady. We do not know who you are. And she says, do you not? You are in a place of comfort, of peace. Surely that should matter more now than asking for names and details. But no matter. I am Shami Amore. They call me the Lady of Delights. As she speaks, her voice, which is this kind of sultry, rich-toned, like uh, drinking uh, some uh, liquid of the finest wine, and um, you feel her voice kind of flow around you a little bit, and she says, Perhaps that is the trouble. You have asked many questions, I think, to find your way here. Now you seek answers. When the answer is here in front of you. If you would have it. Can I glance at Casimir? <clears throat> He I haven't looked, gotten up yet either, by the way. Right. He, he did the, get up. You, I know you yep, haven't, but... Yep, exactly. And he, he sort of has his arms folded, and he kind of glances back at you, and he says, um, I do not remember hearing from the Dark Powers. 
that there was a one of them who specialized in delight. And she gives this sort of high... <laughs> oh, goodness. A dark power. Is that what they call us now? My goodness. Perhaps. Do you find darkness here? Or pleasure? She leans slightly closer. You catch perhaps the whiff of jasmine from her neck, perhaps, Django. There's no reason it cannot be both. Quite true. Tell. Quite true. Shamia was the first name she gave. Shami. Right? And her last Shami? Her name was Shami and her last name was Amure. Ah, thank and you. Okay. The moon your... <laughs> no. That's Shami Amore. Yes, that's right. Tell me, Shami. I'm assuming communication is no issue for us. Yeah, not here. It's, you seem to be one wise in the ways of the world. How did you and the others find yourselves placed here in these little pocket dimensions? And she sighs. She says, you ask me to dwell on pain when I prefer pleasure. It was long ago. There were some who felt the gifts we offered were too expensive. I believe it is the right of everyone to decide what cost they would pay, what price they are willing to create recompense for, but some disagreed. Say so rather that we are in a place where we choose to <clears throat> remain for the present. So at one time you walked free among the people, among on the land. Anyone you have ever seen who looks to pleasure, who seeks out the finer things, and she kind of strokes her hand down the red velvet of the seat. Anyone like that means that we still walk free. Perhaps you are too used to imprisonment, but I would say a prison of pleasure is better than an open plain of despair. A sound argument, to be sure. So what is the gift that you are offering? And she sort of traces her hand on your shoulder and then stands and walks over behind Casimir, who kind of has, has his arms folded, and she walks behind him, and the, her hair sort of trails behind her gracefully, almost sliding along the bareness of uh, the bottoms of her legs. And uh, she says, It is a simple one, and yet with great power. I offer you the chance to persuade others, to convince them of the right course of action, to convince them of their desire for pleasure over pain. Choose my gift, and you will find your ability to change those of others 
to change their will, their beliefs, even their feelings towards you may be altered. And you spoke of a price. What is the price for this? Indeed, could be a very powerful gift. It is a price that asks you to understand what pleasure calls for. It is not all ease and luxury that you see here. There is hard work associated with keeping this place as it is. If you accept my gift, you will know what this hard work requires of you. But it is nothing you cannot afford. And think of thee. And by this point she's made her circuit around, uh, around Casimir. Think of the compensations. And her, just sort of, her last words are spoken like a whisper next to his ear. And Casimir kind of just turns his head ever so slightly. Toward her away. Toward her, but, well... As if he's keeping an eye on her, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Toward her and then is like, yes, no, and then grabs her. No, No, it makes a difference whether whether he turns his head away like, no, woman, I don't want to listen to you, or whether he turns his head towards it. Yeah, a little bit, but it's, it's... I mean, you're not there for this, obviously. Well, yeah, I know. I know. But it, but the the expression is definitely not like say more. It's more very it's much kind of wary. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's my cue. I actually rise to my feet. I thank you for your time and for this conversation. We will we will think very carefully upon your generous offer, my lady. But unfortunately, now we must be away. I am so sorry, so very sorry, and she comes close to you, Django, to hear that. It seems to me that you must have experienced a terrible loneliness, and her hand kind of drifts under your shoulder. Perhaps when you have had time to consider, you will think of the value of letting that loneliness fall from you. And I gently take her hand in mine and kiss it and then give it back to her. She takes Perhaps it back. Perhaps in time. And I look kind of like a Casimir like, yeah, we're out of here. <laughs> and as soon as you kiss her hand, you accept the gift. Yeah, she's like, thank you. You know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you are in a church and what the... F- um, okay. All right, um, and as you do so, tell him what he's um, won, Johnny. You can see um, the sort of darkness of her eyes, her mm. deep dark eyes looking at you, and then you have this strange sensation of rushing towards them, and then into them as you are brought out. While this is happening, simultaneous Beep. to this, yep. um, in the east sarcophagus, as you touch this, Mason. Hello. You um, find yourself. Um, on what looks essentially like a plateau um, with stones and rubble all around you, except for in front of you, where there is a fairly sizable, I mean, maybe 40 or 50 feet um, tall, 
tower, mm -hmm. like a squat kind of tower, which used to be, it looks like, much taller, but much of it has fallen into ruin. Um, but you can see that on the back of this tower that you're facing, um, there is one sort of like, I guess ledge might be the better way to put it, and there is a flight of stairs um, leading from right in front of you, sort of like you're standing on this plateau, then there's this flight of stairs leading up to this ledge of the tower, most of which has fallen, but not this ledge which is up upon it. Well, I guess we'll go up. Okay. Um, you walk up the stairs, and when you get up to the ledge and stand on top of it, you note uh, that there are um, a lot of sort of fragments of bone upon this, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of sort of stone and rubble again, and a lot of fragments of bone. Um, but as you stand there, it occurs to you suddenly that it is dark, and yet you can see perfectly. And as you're sort of looking around, you are suddenly aware that in sort of looking in the distance, kind of off over the plateau, you mm -hmm. see something is flying towards you at great speed. Um, it's a little blip, and then it gets sort of larger and larger and larger and larger. And then... I'm going to stay where I am. Okay. Then this thing on the other end of this ledge. So this ledge is probably itself about 100, Smacks maybe about 100 you feet, and you 75 feet, something <laughs> like that. And on the end of the ledge, this thing settles down. You are looking at what is very clearly a dragon, Mason. But it's it is always a, dragons. But it is a always sometimes dragons with me. That's right. But it is a skeletal dragon, completely <sighs> skeletal. And as the dragon sort of settles down, um, and its broad, huge wings kind of unfold for a moment, and you can see through the you know the uh, uh, the bones that would awesome. normally hold the wings in place and all that. Right? Jesus, Parthenax, what happened to um, you? Yeah, exactly. No um, <laughs> and um, he you looks says, at you. you've seen better days, my friend. He, he looks at you and he says, <laughs> "So, another has come." What do you seek here, little That's human? Cute. I have an echo too. What do you seek, little human? I'm not quite sure. What have you got to offer? And it sort of it flaps its wings once. You feel the stirring of a breeze. You hear the kind of like bone fragments kind of you know rolling along the ground. And he says. Um, I offer the gift, the gift of freedom, if you will. I am the Grave Worm. I am Terracomedes. For centuries I flew, saw those below me, withered them with my sight, consumed them with my breath but most of all filled them with terror at my coming. I flew thousands of miles from mountain peak to deepest valley. It is this that I offer you. Accept Terracomedes' gift and you will soon be able to fly. 
soar in the heavens like the gods themselves and bring terror in your wake as you fly above the pitiful crawling worms confined to land. And all of a sudden, um, Xavier kind of takes over for a minute and, and hears what he said and kind of goes, do, do, I, do, I, do I have to do it without any skin? I don't know if I like that idea. I do not know whether skin should be of value to one who commands the skies. The gift is more than any cost you would pay. Think of the others. They promise powers, all those who must stay weighed down by the land. I give you the gift of freedom, of flight. But what does your gift give me that's not equaled by, say, a flight spell? Ah, yes. The spells made by little mortals. They're aping of what we do naturally. Your flight spell may last for a time. What I give you will last for eternity. Who would touch the face of God and then fall from his grace when you might live by his right hand? and play the music of the celestial heavens with them. Well, and it does you sound can, like you can a lovely the, instrument. You can feel the but sort does... of bones sort of swirling around you a little bit in the wind that his, again, <laughs> wings are making. It does sound like a lovely instrument, but uh, how fast flight are we talking about here? The speed is incalculable. You will travel many miles in one hour. The time it would take you to get from one great city to the next, you might pass in mere minutes. Think of how you could change the path of you and those who you take with you. Perhaps some might be carried by you or destroyed by them. It makes little difference. Once you have the power of the gods, you may find you have little in common with those who are not. Very intriguing. However, what's the catch? Catch? Well, you give me this gift. What must I lose in return, or give away? Or forget I ever had. Let us say you must give your preconceptions. Your sustenance may be more than what mortals normally consume, for instance. If you would be a god, you must learn to be as free of constrictors free of what you believe is needed to live, as the gods are free of them. So I need to sacrifice my humanity in order to become a flying god? No. 
merely sacrifice your preconceptions of what humanity ought be. <laughs> I offer perfected humanity. And a lovely view during it. Very well. We will keep your gift in mind. I believe we have other spirits to hear out before we make our decision. You understand. If you wish to listen to the land bound of my brothers and sisters, that is your affair. But when you accept my gift, know that you will fly above them as I have. Very well. But I do believe it is worthwhile to hear all gifts that are available in order to make an educated decision. Wouldn't you agree? And uh, it sort of raises its head and looks down at you as if considering you. And you look at its wing, the size of which could easily, you know, engulf you, right? And then it leans down and it places its head, its bony head next to yours. And you can sort of see the, the, this enormous skull um, and these uh, eyes, these eye sockets, right? Just sort of boring into you. And it says, um, I have never considered the desires of others. You must keep your own counsel. But if I were you, I would act like the god I wished to become. And then it kind of leans back and sort of gets back on the ledge. Or like, you know, takes a couple of steps back and says, Go then, and when you return, know you will have made the proper choice. And he starts to turn and walk a couple of steps down, and just because he can't help himself when he makes it three steps down, he kind of turns around and goes, Oh, and you have very lovely eyes. And then he turns and continues to walk. <laughs> Um, and so, and you feel that the sort of wind of the place sort of almost pushes you off the stairs and you're sucked out of it. I just have to say for just a minute, I love, I adore chat just being like, so you could be a naked flying bone god, trust it. And then like, uh, well, take it. Uh, I say do it. Like, <laughs> I love this audience that's just sort of like, oh, you know, I mean, that's not a bad, look, I mean, you get to be a bone of god that flies. Powers. Yeah, like I don't. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're flying machine. I mean, like, that's, that's, yeah. that's not everything. You get to be probably some kind of flying undead dragon. That sounds pretty cool. I mean, you know. I don't, I don't, I think he takes your arms and gives you just undead wings. That's you're like, ah, oh, crap. When, when, when you asked about what, what the speed limitations was, I was like, well, the skin creates a lot of drag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, imagine if you guys into some kind of like wind resistance. Very, become very streamlined. Never have to worry about yeah. it again. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. In the meantime, the so slipstream. while you're doing that, Agatha touched the north sarcophagus, um, and um, when you um, so when you touch the sarcophagus, um, you find yourself in a very different kind of place. You are in a room of metal. The walls are metal. The floor is metal. The uh, door from that you are standing in front of, I mean, that's behind you, basically, is metal. And there is one single 
large object in the room. It is an anvil. And standing behind the anvil is this, what looks like essentially an armored, remember the shield guardian that I showed yeah. you before? Mm -hmm. So imagine that, but larger and bigger. <laughs> and um, with a helmet completely covering um, its face. It stands with its arms folded and out of one of its arms, uh, or holding, I should say, one of its arms, like um, it is holding a hammer. And in the other arm, it is holding the largest shield you've ever seen. This enormous tower shield that basically is like, you know, ground all the way up to like, you know, almost to its, to its like right below its helmet. Enormous shield. And it looks upon, looks at you, and then it silently holds out its hammer and points in your direction, and then goes, moves the hammer back towards its shield as if gesturing you. Uh, to come closer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do. Okay, so you do so, and um, so uh, it stands in front of you, and the shield is there. And it points to its shield slowly and then points to you. And then it turns the hammer around and it offers you the hammer. Now, it turns it around and you kind of get the feeling this is not the gift. Like something about what it's offering is sort of like, like it wants to show you something else. It's so part it, of the process. Yeah, it's like holding out the uh, the hammer to you, handle first. But even despite that, it seems ridiculous. Like the hammer like is like as big as you. So you don't understand what it's doing, but it's definitely is holding the handle of the hammer out to you. Hmm. Uh, I step up close enough to be able to like reach out mm -hmm. and take it. When you take it, the hammer immediately diminishes to a size appropriate for you. Okay. And it then points with its now, you know, mailed and armored, but not now empty hand, it points at the shield and you. I kind of look up at it. Must I strike it? And it... <laughs> it barbaric? I kind of <laughs> clack over in this metal room and tap this shield with this hammer. Well, when you tap it... <laughs> It makes this enormous resonant, like, like so loud that your head just is like ringing from the effect of this. Um, and yet this creature does not move at all. So it's as if you tapped it with like, to jump out of game for a second, Thor's hammer and had zero effect, like no effect at all. Nothing like didn't get moved at all. And as you are sort of, as but your head is continuing to kind of ring. And so it now holds and continues to ring and it holds out its hand for the hammer. Um, I will hand it back. And it takes its hammer and it brings its hammer down upon the anvil. And this time the noise is so loud, Agatha, that you actually think your head's going to split. Like it's... It's, it's like just so yeah, loud. Yeah, I probably cover my ears. Yeah, and it seems to be, it doesn't seem to do anything. Like you're covering it and it's still, but you do, you're able to kind of squint through the pain and see that it, as it, it brought the hammer down, 
it has created something. There was nothing on the forge, but it has created something on this anvil. And it's a helmet. And it gives you this helmet, which seems to be almost like... Um, it seems to be sort of like metal, but some kind of mixed of it, almost like translucent metal, like shimmering metal almost. And it motions to you to put it on. Like, and you could barely hear it because you're like, it's the ringing, ringing, ringing. Uh, yeah. Like, mm. um, so I, I, uh, I try to take all this in. Uh, I will remove my veil because okay. I have to put a helmet on. Um, so the creature, I guess, gets to see my face, and I walk over and put on the put on the helmet. The minute you put on the helmet, the ringing stops immediately. The pain vanishes completely, and you feel this incredible sense of calm pass over you. And uh, as this sort of inscr inscrutable creature. Um, looks down upon you, um, you somehow sense that this is the gift it is offering you, the power to shield your mind. That if you take this gift, you could shield your mind from other entities that might try to confuse or control it. And all you need to do is to accept the gift of this creature. You know this, though it says nothing, and you hear no voice in your head. But I, I, I innately like I know this, or like uh, you know, something passed. Like, some, something has something given you this, this knowledge suddenly. Yes. Okay, I say. Um, oh. A mighty and important gift. But and I am not able to accept. I, in fact, was hoping you could tell me. Strahd, did he deny your gift? And the creature stares at you and then impassively, well, at least you think so, the helmet, I should say, is staring right. at you. Um, it's, it's a masked, helmeted face. And it turns away, its arms folded. I'm sorry for your disappointment. Maybe if I were another elf. I remove the helmet. Okay. Nothing happens. It's you just take it off. Just take it off. Yeah. Um, and I guess I set it down. Um, uh, I simply say, I must go. Now. I will leave you to your silence. And it sort of looks over its shoulder slightly, at you. And then I turns, assume turns you back. only live in silence. No response or movement. I, uh... I leave. So as you turn to go, it turns slowly and then brings its hammer up and brings it crashing down upon the anvil. And with a... 
you find yourself back in the room. All of you now find yourselves back That's in the room. That's a lovely way to tell you to leave. And um, you were all back in the room looking at each other. You can I react to that and I'll come up to Alec in a minute. with everybody. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Now you all know what happened. Mm. So another three. Persuasion. What did we get? We got persuasion, flight. What was the dragon's name again? Terracomedes. Terracomedes. It's on the. It's on the thing. It's oh, on the... Terra. The first syllable's up there. Yeah, okay. it's actually. Um, if you the, the it's actually T A R A, but oh. that's like pretty Tara. close. Yeah, yeah. Tara. Yeah, it's close. Comedes with no Gif I, but it's pretty close. <laughs> Gift of mind. Sh yeah, and then mind shielding. Um, yes, and with the flight, you might not have skin anymore. He wasn't very clear whether that's true or not. I personally would like to keep my skin. I'm quite attached to it, so I, I don't know. Was, well, was I very... can reassure you that the plan was not to accept it, so you get to keep your skin today. Oh, good. I'm very... I've been spending too much time around Weller, anyway. Did we find out if Strahd accepted any of them? Well, I don't think they could... Well, could they offer it to us if they had given it to Strahd? They can offer it to anyone willing to accept the gift and its potential consequence. I thought it was a one-time only sale, but no, I did not ask that question. I could go back in if you... <laughs> really. Actually, he, it... Django says... Actually, I am going to go back. I realize I'd forgotten as well, but I wish to talk to her about it. So I'll be right back. Excuse me, Mr. Skinless Dragon, so, Scaleless Dragon. Did you? Uh, that's that's your call. I'm going. Okay, to I'll let Shibuya. this happen, and then I have a question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you do that. You you go back. I go back to sh yeah. Shamia. No, yeah. I got screamed. Shami. At. I'm not. She, yeah, uh, I do. If Jango wants to go talk to my dragon, you can go. Do no, that I don't. Himself. I don't care about the. Yeah, I had no idea how to spell it, so I'm just assuming that's how you spell it. Yeah. So she, so she, um, as you go back there, uh, yeah. she um, is this time sitting on the bench, um, legs crossed, uh, kind of leaned back. And she says, um, as if without surprise. Sorry, she is everything from she is now what. Okay, and Sorry. she stabbed you with a knife. No, um, she is. Uh, <laughs> so she are is you leaned, holding your heart in her hand? Yeah, she's uh, leaned back this time, sitting on the bench, her legs crossed, and is kind of lean, uh, leaning back against the wall, and right. um, says, as if not surprised, "I see you have returned, and you understand now the gift that I offer." I, I do, but I am seeking more information. You spoke of loneliness, and in the past, before myself and my friend arrived here, you would have been visited by a man who would make my loneliness seem like a trifle. A man named Strad. What was your interaction with him? Hmm. Strad. A strange one he was, yes. Strahd is a very persuasive man. He convinced many of us of the 
strength of his position. I wished for Strahd to stay with me. He and I would have made a song that would have lasted for an age. But Strahd had other plans and other pleasures in mind. No, he did not take what I offered him. Thus he has spent his long existence in pain. Indeed. Some would think he almost is more used to it than to know any kind of pleasure. And she nods. She says, His fate need not be your fate. Where is it written that it is your job to seek out sources of pain when you instead might allow yourself for a change to feel pleasure? The pleasure of a love of a family, even. I could help you forget some of what you went through. I could give you a doorway to the pleasure you have denied yourself, if you wish. As soon as she said family, my crystal eyes started to glow. And as she kept talking, it got brighter and brighter. And the stare at her with that purple eye like mm -hmm. casting its glow over and say I have known the love of family I have known it far more deeply than something like you ever would I have known more than mindless rotting pleasure your gift holds no interest for me and Strad has something that I seek that I want very much something you could never give me so I thank you for your time, lady. And now, I'll be on my way to continue my journey. And she nods and she says, So said Strahd himself. You have chosen your path. May it not lead you down the same road of despair that it brought your adversary. And then she opens her eyes again and, you know, yep. you feel yourself being sucked into it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and I tell them, as I suspected, he did not accept the gift, her gift. 